thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Christoph. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. One of the fans actually sent us an email recently and uh, wanted to have, I guess, a discussion on grief and loss. And uh, although it's not, a, I guess, an expert topic that we would probably discuss on the Wellness Guys, but I thought it was a very interesting topic for us to discuss. Um, you know, we all have experienced loss in some point in our lives, and uh, all three of us had uh, will share our personal stories. And I think it's really important. I think Damien wants to talk about, you know, our disclaimer for this particular show is that really what we want to want to be doing here is that giving you, we'll give you our advice and what our experience is, but we can't be experts here. Right, yeah, Damien? I think it's really important to understand that. Now, what we're going to share over the next 30 minutes, uh, some of our experiences with loss, how it's affected us. Uh, what we want to share in this podcast is the effect of grief on our health um, and particularly long-term chronic grief, you know, where we might go for a long time in a grieving state. Um, we're going to share our perspective on that. It's by no means a judgment and it's by no means um, any kind of um, advice as to the way in which you should behave. However, if you think that you've, you've been grieving for a long time and it's affected your health, then we do expect that uh, you'll listen to this uh, podcast then take some action to, to go and make it right, you know, get it all sorted out. So, but, you know, listen to our experience. If it helps you, that's awesome. If it charges you up, fires you up, let us know about it. Uh, if you think you need to do something about your own grief, then go for gold. And uh, and even if you want to, ask us who we will refer you to. We're happy to do that too. Yeah, and I guess the thing is that, um, you know, we have had, uh, you know, certainly some of our fans, we know a lot of our fans probably have experienced grief at some stage, but we've, we've had a few of our fans contact us about this topic as well. And and have expressed to us that they've found that some of the various things we've discussed in the podcast have, have helped them a little bit as well. So, you know, we just want to understand that, you know, we're not experts in this area, but, you know, we know that we've got, I guess, some really general advice, and we're definitely sort of generalists in this area, um, that, you know, we, we can give some advice that maybe might just help you out and help, you know, set you on the right direction, uh, but that, you know, we're probably not the only advice you need to hear as well. No. One of the things that, I mean, Brett, you mentioned recently, I mean, you almost lost your home. Um, and, uh, you know, you had a massive bushfire up in Adelaide Hills. And, yeah. um, but, you know, your next door neighbor did lose their home, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So not a direct next door neighbor, but certainly someone, you know, within a stone's throw from our house, it, it got a bit too close for comfort. It was probably a K or two away from our house. So, mm. um, you know, we've we've sort of, you know, in some ways, almost gone through that experience ourselves in, you know, not having the actual grief, but I guess the, the anticipation of, you know, perhaps having, you know, loss and loss of property and all those sort of things, because it, you know, it was pretty close to our house. We got evacuated, went down and, you know, spent the weekend at my mother-in-law's place, which thank you, Rachel, we're pretty grateful for. And, um, but, you know, we, we had to, I guess, think through those things. Well, what if we lose our house? You know, what if, you know, our pets were up here? You know, what if the pets don't make it? You know, all those sort of things. And so it really does make you think. And, and as I said, some people, you know, living not too far away from us did lose their house and are obviously going through that at the moment. And, you know, our thoughts sort of go out to them because, you know, that's, that's a challenging thing. Um, and I guess it, you know, for those of us in Australia, I guess it makes you think and, and probably similar experiences around the world, but it makes you think about, you know, other times where we know, you know, only a couple of years ago in Australia, we had some pretty devastating bushfires where, where people did lose their lives and it was, you know, a really tragic, sad thing. And so, um, you know, it brings up all of those emotions and, and I guess makes you consider all of those things. 
Um, and, and, you know, your heart does really go out to those people who, who've been through that grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes you think about, well, you know, how do you deal with that? How do you bounce back from that? I mean, um, you know, a loss of a house is one thing, but certainly a loss of a, a loved one or, you know, those sort of things are, are even greater again. So yeah, I think one it of the things, well, one of the things uh, when we talk about grief and loss, it's, it's a, it comes in many forms and it affects people, I guess, you know, in a variety of ways. It could be a loss of life, we just talked about. It could be a loss of opportunity. You know, someone might have a loss of opportunity in terms of a job. Um, although, you know, in, from our minds, we might not be comparing jobs to, say, a loss of life. But in that person's going through that, um, it could be a very tough thing, especially if that, you know, that person's been doing that job for 40 years and all of a sudden that's all they know and they actually lost that opportunity to work in that capacity. That's a devastating thing for that person. Um, it could be a loss of relationship or property, as we mentioned but a lot of these things is a state of mind. It, it is a mindset thing, and uh, it's our, everybody deals with loss in, in a variety of different ways. But it is also the way, or I guess the state of mind that we're in when that happens and how do we deal with it. Now, I think what we can do is start sharing our experiences with terms of loss. Damien, I know you have a personal experience that you wanted to share with us, and thank you for sharing too as well. But how did you, you know, what was your experience and how did you deal with that loss? There's, you know, I think everyone's got a, a bit of loss in their life, and you know, you always, you always have some kind of loss of your loved ones at some point. Uh, the person who was closest to me um, in my childhood, in, in growing up, my mum used to have to work a lot, and so we never actually, you know, we we we, we were very very close, of course, but we we didn't often come home to mum being at home because she was out doing stuff, and so my grandmother, my nana used to look after us. So she became very much like a second mother. And the greatest thing about that was that she, you know, she taught me a lot of what I know and and we were very, very close. Anyway, she uh, she passed away when Jackson, my little boy, was about one and a half years old. And it, for me, even though she was 80-odd, it was just way too early. I wasn't ready to let her go. And I, I was asked to read the eulogy. Now, I was beside myself um, even – you know, at the thought that maybe she might die, let alone that she had actually died. And then I had to try and recount the amazing things that uh, this woman had actually done. And uh, so it was very, very tough. And there'll be people listening to this and they might be crying while I'm actually speaking this. And I can feel this emotion welling up in me. But the grief that I was struck with was enormous. And uh, and I, I do feel like I went through some period of time where I just couldn't get myself um, back on track again. And it took me an experience um, to, you know, to, to get things kind of sorted out. And that experience was uh, something called the breakthrough experience. And you guys, I know, would have actually known of this or heard of this. It's John Martini's thing. And I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later on. But for me, what uh, what I was able to, I suppose, reconcile in my mind was the benefits of my nana passing away versus the uh, the drawbacks of my nana passing away. And the drawbacks appeared to be quite selfish. And, and more about me, and the benefits uh, were selfless and more about her. And, you know, really that's how I dealt with it. It was it was kind of balancing up the goods and the bads, the positives and negatives, all of those sorts of things to try and arrive at it more of a, a logical sort of state of mind. Not that it doesn't hurt when she's gone, but it took me out of my grieving state that was being non-productive and also probably also affecting my health. So I wasn't going outside as much. I wasn't exercising as much. I was becoming quite reclusive. I was, you know, poss- well, I wasn't possibly. I was definitely getting into a little bit too much alcohol, and um, and you know, that was affecting my life. So, just just the the fact that I could balance it up, be a bit more logical about it, and uh, and probably a little bit uh, less emotional about it, took helped me make better decisions. 
It's it's one of the hard things in life is to be able to see positives when there's so much negative things going around you. And um, in that circumstances, like you said, like you know, a lot of people may be listening and goes, well, how do you draw a positive um, out of something so negative? And I think one of the things that, you know, Martini talks about this, and I, and I kind of really love it. It's one of the things is, I guess when you when someone passes away, it's, he's you know, we all kind of know this, that spirit is like energy, right? All of us are energy. And this might be going through deep stuff, but, you know, energy is never created or destroyed in this universe. And if energy is never created nor destroyed, then that person's energy is just, is just left that being as a, from a human physical being, but it's actually it's being transferred to something else. Um, and one of the things that uh, Martini talks about is that when someone passes on, we need to look out also for that person's energy in someone else and uh, in your life. And it might not be coming from one person, but it actually might come out from multiple per- people. And uh, I'll, you know, as an example would be, just say your grandmother had a beautiful smile and that you, know, you were always attracted to that energy. And someone in your life, if you actually look for it, and this is the key, right? You actually look for it um, and be paying attention to it. That actually comes in that form and through someone else. And it might be someone else um, that you never met and all of a sudden comes up to you, you know, two weeks later or a month later. And they have that almost exact smile and that reminds you of your grandmother. And I think, you know, I don't know if that's just, a, but to me that that energy is there and there, that shows that the energy you know, creates that your grandmother's always with you in that sense. And I know this is taking it to a little bit more spiritual realm, but if that creates that peacefulness, I think that's what you're trying to get at is that positive energy around your life to make something positive that she's not, you know, destroyed. She's not, she just moved on and transferred to an energy that we cannot um, explain or actually see. But if it can actually create an energy that we actually can, in a form that we can see through other people, then it actually kind of fulfills that loss that we might have. Would that be correct in saying that? Sure, absolutely, and and I totally agree with that. And we do see that in all kinds of places, whether it be a loss or a um, a shift in your focus. You know, if you you know, and, and I'll share something else with you as well, just because I, this is all about sharing. And we're, and we're laying on the table. Um, when my business, you know, my previous cereal business fell apart, you know, when all of that kind of came to an end, it was very very traumatic. You know, it was a mixture of sadness hurt, anger, betrayal, it's a whole lot of those sorts of feelings. And as soon as I made the decision to get out of the, you know, out of the head of, you know, what was going on of this, you know, stop thinking about all this stuff, which was kind of affecting me and getting really emotional about it and move back into the heart of it. And that was about making um, better decisions for people and helping people make better choices. I was able to shift my focus from something that was very, very destructive to my life, very, very destructive to my person, my being, to my message and to I suppose in my brand being Damien, um, and, and, and I was able to move it across to my new brand, Forage, to be able to direct it and put a lot of energy into that and then get clear focus on where I needed to be. So I then went and bought my chiropractic practice and opened up you know, this new you know, cereal business. And that shift of energy, that shift of spirit, I suppose, from the old company, the dying off of that, was able to be shifted across to something else that's more fantastic and more beautiful than anything else I've ever had in terms of a, a business before. So it's the ability to grab a hold of that and to recognize that there's energy in something and grab it and move it into something else and see where it is um, that helped me and could help you get through your grief. That's also the energy of moving forward, right? Because if you get stuck in that negative energy, when you, you know, it happens to all of us when we're dealing with loss at that moment in time it's hard to kind of think positive or hard to move beyond the negative stuff. Um, I think I think that when you can actually take that positive or see it or at least acknowledge it, then you're actually able to move forward. Would you Would you agree that with that, Brett? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think it's about, um, you know, I think as with all things, it's kind of about that, uh, you know, problem focused versus solution focused. Mm. And and if you if you spend all of your time thinking about what's happened and, and how bad it was and how, how much that hurts and, and you know, and, and all of those are valid, like completely valid. Uh, but if you spend all your time thinking about those things and, and not about, well, Okay, where do I go from here? Like, what's like literally just what's my next step from here? How, what can I what can I do to to move forward? You know, not move on because you you know you're probably never going to move on if you know in, in many of these grief situations it's it's always going to be there with you in some place in the background. But it's how can I move forward? Where do I go from here? And and I think the key to that really is to start to think about well, you know, what would that person want for me? You know, if it's a person we're talking about, but you know, if it's if it's someone that's been lost, then you got to think well. What would that person want for me? You know, if the roles were reversed, then then what would I want? What would I want them to do? What would I expect them to do? Um, and the answer always is, I think, is move forward. Is is you know, move on with your life. Is carry on their legacy of you know, if they were a really positive person, then that, then they want you to get out there and be positive. You know, if they were a really um, you know business minded person, then they'd want you to go out there and you know, thrive in your business or you know, whatever it is. Think well, what would they want for me? How can I, I guess, live uh, you know, through them and and make them proud you're you know wherever they are and whatever they're doing how can i make them proud for me what i'm doing now so you know i guess it's about sort of yeah not focusing on the problem but focusing on the solution and and what can i actually do to move forward from here you know as hard as that may be and acknowledging that that may be really hard um, and that it may just be you know one small step at a time and that may take time to get there but it's just about moving forward I think that's the hardest part, especially when it's someone close to you. You know, if it's your yeah. loved one or yeah. it's your partner, you know, your life partner who's been with you for all these years and <clears> they pass on and we get stuck in a story and it is this kind of a story. And I don't like, you know, I'm not putting it bluntly as a, you know, that's, you know, just, it's just a story, but quote unquote, but it is a story that we kind of play in our head, right? Because we don't no yeah. longer able to, you know, have that discussion with that person that we, we always loved. And, but the story we tell ourselves is that we are grieving and we, you know, we've lost them and we can't move on or live without them. But Brett, you're exactly right. You know, if the roles were reversed, like if they are, if the energy is there, what they wouldn't want that for us to grieve, you know, for years on end for the for, for them yeah. not being there. They would want us to move on to create something special because of their life. And I think that's something that we can also do. I mean, one of the things that I deal with is when. When I hear that someone close to them have you know lost you know whether it be a client or it always reminds me that how life is so short and it reminds me that we're mortal and that um, anything could happen in this lifetime and so a lot of sometimes it's not about our health so sometimes our life is taken because of an external factor that you have no control over and yeah. um, you know like one of the things like a pure example is my 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 father in law. You know, on Christmas Day, back, you know, four or five years ago, on Christmas Day, like, they literally just arrived in the country um, from Canada and uh, six weeks here in, into Australia, and they were permanent residents, and we sponsored them. Six weeks in Australia, starting a new life after retirement, and he, like all us Australian families, we do, we just go to the beach after um, Christmas breakfast and, you know, dive in the water, and he became a quadriplegic. And, you know, he didn't die on that day. But, you know, I had to save his life, um, you know, and, but that was hard for me to, to be able to take, you know, especially being a chiropractor and only be able to do so much, you know, because yeah. that's what we deal with. I'm a nurses in point of view. Um, he passed on two years later. And um, but the, the whole point is the saying, um, actually, I have no idea what my point is now, <laughs> but it's just that that, you know, when someone's so close that they wouldn't want that for you. 
you know, yeah. that they would never want that for you is that they want you to take that, that experience and make your life better and move forward with it and actually, you know, make them proud, make, make your life a, a significant challenge. And Brett, you know, you mentioned about your, your grandmother, I believe, um, yeah. that, um, you know, that you had, a, a, not a confrontation so much, um, when you were <laughs> grieving, um, would you like to share that just before she passed away? And I think that's a really relevant yeah. story. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, uh, you know, my grandmother, um, you know, we were fortunate in many ways that, uh, well, first of all, we were fortunate to have her. She was, you know, she was an amazing lady. She was a really strong person. Um, I was really close to her. Uh, we'd, we'd lived with her for, for a number of years when I was younger. Um, and she'd always been around, you know, we'd always go to her house after school. You know, she was just awesome. And, uh, and she was a great, um, you know, example in that she just lived life to the fullest. You know, she, she did, you know, even, even well into her old age, you know, she would be in her 70s and 80s. And she, you know, I think in her late 70s, I think it was, she took out a loan against her house to buy a four-wheel drive and a caravan because she wanted to go traveling. And, uh, and she was a painter. And, you know, even in her 70s, she was, you know, going to painting classes. She was going to learn how to play the piano. You know, just, she just had this amazing spirit about her where she, you know, she'd lived a pretty tough life, but, but she'd gotten the most out of her life as well. And so we were lucky for her to find out uh, before she passed away that, that, you know, we had a fair idea that it was coming soon. And so, um, you know, that, that was a real challenge for me. You know, I, I found out this news and I was talking to some friends about it. And I spoke to one friend in particular um, who, who's here in Adelaide, is Dr. Pat Sim. And I'll, I'll mention his name because I'm sure he won't mind because he was a, he was actually a fantastic help to me. But the first thing he said to me was, well, what are you grieving for? And, uh, and I think I almost punched him. <laughs> like I, kinda, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's a big what question. Mean? Big yeah, question. what do you mean? What am I grieving for? My grandmother's dying. Like, why would I not be grieving? And he said, and, and then we went on to have a, a really great discussion. He said, well, you know, what, what are you grieving for though? Are you grieving for her? Like for her loss? Are you grieving for your loss? Like, what is it about this situation that actually, you know, that, that's really getting to you? And I, and I said, well, you know, really for me, it was, it is about her. You know, I, I'm, my grandmother, you know, she's amazing. She's got this great life and, and she's going to pass away. And, mm. and he said, well, you know, but, but what does she feel about that? What's, what's her perspective around that? And, and so I was really lucky in that I was then able to, to go travel to where my grandma was and, and see her before she passed on. And, and I had this amazing conversation with her where we talked about her life and she talked about, you know, how she'd really felt like she'd had a really full life and that she'd enjoyed her life. And, and that what she enjoyed about her life was being active, being able to do her painting classes, being able to, you know, work in her garden, being able to, you know, and she really did remain active right until the last couple of weeks. And so, um, and she said to me, she said, look, Brett, you know, I don't want to hang around. Like, I, I don't want to hang around and not be able to have live that life that I've lived. You know, if, if I can't live that life, then then I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to stay. Yep. And, uh, and, and that's, as much as that was hard for me to hear, then you kind of think about it. You think, well, you've got to respect that. You know, that this isn't about me. You know, this is her life. And, and it would be so selfish of me to want her to stay around for me when actually you know, she's ready to go. And, uh, and so it just put, I guess, a whole different perspective on it for me. It put a hugely different perspective on the whole grieving process um, that I was able to really process that and understand that actually, you know, maybe this was actually for the best. As you know, as much as you know, a week before I would have said that's crazy. Like, what are you talking about? And like I said, I almost you know wanted to hit Pat, but, but he was absolutely right. And um, and so it, it just gave me a real insight, I guess, into that process. And you know, and I, I think I, I've said earlier, well, at least to the boys offline, that you know, I'm probably fortunate in that that's the sort of grief I've experienced. You know, I haven't experienced you know losing someone at a much earlier age. You know, I haven't. You know, I've had a pretty blessed life in that respect. So. You know, this is obviously slightly different in in this circumstance, but but it is something worth considering. Is you know, 
is am I being you know am I thinking am I grieving for me or am I grieving for them and and you know what is actually what am I actually grieving and and what's you know once you get really specific about it then you can I guess start to deal with it and start to work through it which I think is really important yeah and I think the best thing about the ability to have that conversation with my grandma is just what we were talking about before you know I had this chat to her and and she was really telling me about her life and what she'd loved in her life and what she'd experienced in her life and what had made her life beautiful and and that was really powerful and really made me think about what I wanted to do from then on. Uh, but also, you know, she was, you know, telling me what she would love to see from me, you know, that she wanted me to go out and enjoy life and to make the most out of life and to love my family and, you know, just all of those things that, that really then make you think, okay, well, you know, if I really want to honour my grandma, this is what I need to do going forward from here. So it was it was a really, um, it was quite an amazing, quite a life-shaping experience for me really and, and I really do want to thank Pat for that, for that help he gave me in that time because it was invaluable both then and now. I think it's really helped me with my mindset towards a lot of different stuff. Mm. It's so important to have that um, shake-up, isn't it? That that yeah. sort of pattern interrupt that so, happens yeah. in our life. And, um, you know, because when we're in grief, and, it, you know, we're saying that you do need to experience grief. Like it's important to go yeah. through that emotional yeah. process because yeah. I think if, if we don't, we actually store up a lot of um, energy and energy inside our body and actually creates just massive problems i mean you know sickness, sickness yeah, yeah. massive sickness and Kenneth yeah. pert you know from molecules of motion talks about that how we we store all that negative energy and that has to be expressed somewhere because if it's not expressed now it's going to be expressed you know maybe five years from now or 10 years from now and it actually manifests in cancer which is not you know obviously that what we don't want um mm. but it also happens too is that if we hold on to grief for too long um, I think that also leads to a lot of problems as well. And, For sure. and I've seen that in clients as well, you know, you know, when they go through, like, I think the worst thing that could ever, maybe not the worst thing, but it's one of the tough things that happened is that we have the grief of losing a child, um, yeah. you know, in any age. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause you know, we kind of sort of dealt with in our human emotional mind that, you know, the, the older we get, we are going to pass on. We just understand that that's life and death. But when you lose someone, um, <clears throat> I guess younger than you, um, it is pretty tough. But I guess one thing to say from that is that one of the things we have to remember, like once you go through that grieving process, there is a point in your life that we have to choose, that we have to choose to direct the life that you want to live. And although like what Pat said, you know, was so true, it's just that, that pattern interrupt, it, you know, you can, the life will go on with or without you. Like it's just going to continue, mm-hmm. right? And you have to make that choice as a, as a person to, like, what life do I want to choose? Do I want to choose to continue uh, living a depressed life or carrying on that grief for years to come? Because, because when you, or do you want to choose a life to make, I guess, I guess, be better and, and use that as leverage to help you grow and challenge yourself to do things that you never thought possible because mm-hmm. of that and one incident? And, and I guess the perfect example of that was uh, is Karen Smith's story. You know, we've, we've spoken about Karen, and she obviously spoke at at the Wellness Summit and uh, in in Gold Coast, and we'll speak at the Wellness Summit in Melbourne, and, and perhaps some other events that we're going to organise soon. So, but but you know, her story is is just amazing, and and you know, I, I don't think there was a, a dry eye in the house at the, at the Gold Coast when she was telling it. It's but you know, and that, but that's really what she spoke about was you know after all she'd been through, and she went through more than you know than I think probably any of us would would ever want to or hope to go for, through. Yeah. Uh, but but her her ability to then at the sort of lowest of the low to say, well, this is you know my choice. I, I have to choose what I want to do with my life from here on in. And if I don't, then you know then this isn't 
going to go well, you know, and, and she made a really conscious choice to, I guess, start to turn it around. And, um, you know, it's, it's an amazing story. Like, a, you know, I, re- I did just read her book recently and it just blew me away. It, it, you can't fathom going through that. And as I said, I feel like I've had a very blessed life and certainly haven't had to deal with anywhere near that level of grief. But I think for anyone going through, you know, grief, that that, that would be just, you know, something to, to read it, read her book, get along to see Karen speak because, yeah. you know, her journey has just been amazing. Well, we actually just interviewed um, her on Inside the Champion's Mind podcast and we talked about focused on the exact strategies on how she got out of that, right? So most people mm-hmm. don't know it. He's a ballet bomb survivor, best friend dies, husband committed suicide, you know, man, like just it was just like layered upon layered, oh. you know, so it was just one thing after another. How does someone come out of that, you know? So this is exactly what we talk about. We're just trying to give you as best you know, strategies for you to kind of get through that. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is making a conscious choice. But you have to have awareness. You have to be aware that you're stuck in, you know, grief, or if that's the case. Um, because otherwise, without awareness, you won't be able to move on. And um, I think, you know, we tendencies go back to autonomy, we kind of go back to a life of just doing the day to day thing. And we do that, right. And when I hear loss, like I said before, is that it makes me think, that made a second, maybe I need to change something here. You know, even if that story of someone, someone's death or someone's loss is like makes me make a better choice, then that's great. Break habits or bad habits and create new ones. Um, I think that's a win. That's like going back to what Damien said at the beginning is taking something positive um, in from a negative situation that can actually create a bigger impact on people's lives. Yeah, and I, I guess one of the signs of that I think is um, you know, we often talk about like present time consciousness is, you know, you've, you you really need to, I guess, be able to critically analyze yourself in terms of, you know, how much of the time, how much time am I spending focusing on, you know, what's happened in the past? You know, how much time am I spending focusing on perhaps what's happening in the future? And how much time am I spending focusing on what's happening right now? And, and I think a lot of the time, and and once again, this is a very difficult thing, but a lot of the time when we're going through that grief, we are spending a lot of the time focused on that past. And so it's just, I guess being able to analyze that and acknowledge that is probably the first step in terms of realizing that, you know, hey, maybe, you know, maybe it is time that maybe, and that, you know, as I said, that person would want me to, to move on and to start thinking about the now and, and not, I guess, re, rehashing the past as much as I have been. Uh, once again, I, I don't know how to say that without that coming across perhaps a bit harsh and it certainly wasn't intended to, but, but I think that's important to have that awareness in order to be able to start to move on. You're right. Now, there's, there's people listening to this are going, yeah, 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 all right, fair enough. But, you know, I lost my child the day after it was born or yeah. um, my baby didn't make it out of the hospital because, you know, she was sick and whatever else. Or, yeah. you know, there's people taken from our lives or things taken from our lives way too early, you know, way too, you know, way too um, soon, <laughs> just soon early. You know, so... My advice, I suppose, in this case is to, one, what I've taken away from what Lawrence is saying is the awareness and what you've said, Brett, as well, is to have an awareness that, okay, it's okay to grieve. Um, It's good to grieve, um, but how long are you going to grieve for? Um, To have the awareness, I suppose, that uh, is this actually affecting my health and longevity and well-being? Um, And does that, is this the life that I want to live? You know, do I, and would my newly born child who's just passed away, want me to live like this for the rest of my life? You know, these are good questions, I think, to ask. Mm. I suppose just to frame the direction which you're going to go in with grief, any grieving process. Um, And then, uh, you know, I suppose, you know, also plotting out, 
exactly because you know when you when you're bogged down and you're depressed and you're stuck inside this hole and there's this big black lid that's over the top of you and there's a mountain of dirt being thrown on top of you every time you look at somebody else you know that big bearing down sensation of depression and sadness and overwhelm you know trying to see the light can be really really difficult and one of the strategies that I've always asked people to do is to write down some of the things that they'd love to be doing just to bring that back, to flood it back into their life. So what are the things that they, their child would love them to be doing right now instead of mourning them? Or what are the things that uh, you could be doing right now um, that your grandmother would prefer that you be doing right now? You know, I suppose they're the sorts of things that I've encouraged people to do. What else would you say just as we close off, boys? Well, I think that it's important to going back to what Demartini talks about is that, that for every negative, there's always positive if we choose to see it. But on the sure. flip side is also that for every positive, there's always some negatives there too as well. We just That's choose true. not to see it usually. And, um, you know, his, his big thing is that the world is always in harmony in a sense that there's, you know, I don't like to use balance because it's never really in balance, but it's a fluctuation between positive and negative. And it's never to be too inflated in life to say, you know, I don't think it's right to go, well, I'm just going to stay positive all the time. Because we know that that's not going to work because you're going to come down to earth sometime and you're going to crash and you're going to go back the other way. And we've seen so many people out there who, you know, quote unquote, are positive thinkers. They're actually bipolar. You know, they're positive for one, you know, for a little period of time and then become really depressed. And then they go back to positivity and then go over depressed. And I think it's best to what Demarche, I love that the whole fluctuation of back and forth. Did you realize that it's never good or bad? It's not putting judgment on it. It's that it is what it is and it is life. And we can choose the direction that we choose. Um, in terms of the decision that we make to guide us to create the life that we desire. Yeah, and I think the final thing I'd really like to leave people with is just just a reminder that um, that you don't have to go through this alone. That um, you know that hopefully we've shared some stories here, and you understand that you know in our own way we've been through some grief, and I'm sure there's lots of other people out there who've been through greater levels and, and different levels of grief than we have as well. But you know, it's it's important to understand that you don't have to go through this alone. That that you can you know allow people in, and that you can talk to people and and allow people to help you with this. Um, and whether that's just you know people, friends, family, or, or whether that's someone on a more professional basis. Um, you know, it's important that you do do that, that you allow people to help you because there are people out there who want to help you through it as well. I just want to say thanks for, you know, to all the listeners and fans to, you know, allow us to actually talk about this. I mean, this is, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're not expert in any of this, but it's, I think, for allowing us to actually discuss this. And I hope that we carry on this conversation um, going on by going on Facebook and telling us your story and how you have coped and building your strategy. I think that's really important for everybody to learn from. I think there's so many different strategies for out there and uh, everybody faces it differently. I think it's important for people to learn from it because you never know how you can help someone else. And that's a great form with so many fans and listeners going to Facebook and seeing what you wrote. So that would be really greatly appreciated. Um, as always, go to thewellnesscouch.com and leave your comment below this, this particular episode but more importantly go to itunes and subscri- subscribe to the wellness guys and of course please give us a five-star rating if we deserve it until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guys show this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Dr. Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys here. Imagine having six internationally renowned health and well-being specialists all to yourself for three whole days. 
Imagine a beautiful tropical location away from the rat race where you can fully immerse yourself in creating a new you. Imagine personalised one-on-one attention to help you break through to the next level. Join the three Up For A Chat girls, Kim Morrison, Cindy Amira and Karen Smith and the three wellness guys, Dr Lawrence Tam, Dr Damien Christoph, and myself for the BFO Wellness Retreat at the luxurious Western Resort and Spa in Fiji and make your health a priority. For more information, go to thewellnesscouch.com and click on shop. We can't wait to see you there.